a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome to a new week. It's Monday. And welcome to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is a trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free F R E E peeps. Three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. And also Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. You can go there. Christmas time, people. It's time to get some new gear for you, for your own presents that you deserve to yourself. And also for your loved ones, for your friends, for those guys that aren't best dressed at the track. Go to FlyRacing.com. Then go to Rocky Mountain dot Rocky Mountain and get them some fly racing gear. Hello, um, the boa reel light hydrogen, awesome. It's getting cold out, no problem. They got Evo line. It's a great line. A little bit of a heavier material, thicker, still great quality, long lasting. Um, you will hear about the fly racing gear in an upcoming, I think maybe next week, everybody, 2018 gear shootout. So thank you to the guys at flyracing.com. Check them out. And also if you guys go to Rocky Mountain, um, ATVMC.com, there's also a special key for tested page. So you want to check that out. You can go to www.rockymountainatvmc.com backslash key for tested all the stuff I approved on there that I like, that I've used myself, that is not a bunch of junk. So what you see on there is good product. So check it out. I appreciate it. And uh, also, don't forget the guys over at Rudder Racing. Like I said, it's Christmas time. Get the lady friend a sweatshirt, a hat. Have her look good for you at the track while she's holding the pit board, doing the stopwatch, or just hanging out on the tailgate. Um, you can follow them at Rudder Racing. Or go to ruddedracing.com, check out all the t-shirts, the hoodies, the hats. Um, they sponsor this show. They sponsor Tyler Bowers. They sponsored Henry Miller. They're active in our dirt bike community, so please go there and get some stuff and look cool while you're doing it. And if you guys out there want to get your own shirts made, let's say my name is whatever, Ryan Smith, 861. I want to get uh, my lady... A Ryan Smith's hoodie with my number on the back so she can walk around the track. Screenprintingdone.com, that's where you go. What better gift to give to your chick than your own sweatshirt with your name on it that she can rock around the pits so the dudes know that they can't be creeping on her, right? Trying to hit her trying to hit her up, get her digits, getting her DMs. Nope, I got a Ryan Smith sweatshirt on. See that? 861, that's my dude. Back off. So go get those made. ScreenPrettyDone.com. Mention Kiefer with your order. 
get over 12 t-shirts and get 10 for free. So mention K-E-E-F-E-R and get all that stuff. So very cool guys over there. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Thank you. So there you go. Hit up those people that help us do this podcast. And this podcast is about... Ready? 2018 YZ450F Living With Podcast. That's right. All right. It's December and I already have 50 hours on that thing. So, man, it's it's kind of a... It's kind of a tough deal because when I first rode this bike way back in August, I wasn't like too stoked on it. I wasn't like, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's better. It's a little better bike. Then I got a little time on it. got some settings. Um, it broke in and I really like this bike. I know it's not a shocker to all you guys listening out there. You think I'm pro Yamaha, but honestly, um, I'm pro anything that works good. So um, I just think this Yamaha is a better machine in 2018. I get a lot of emails about this bike, people wanting to know if I should get a Yamaha or another brand or I need some settings, what's the the map, what goes on, what should I do. So this podcast is just everything that I have experienced in the 50 hours that I have spent on this machine. So first things first, I'm just going to run down some settings for you guys. I've, I've done a lot of work, you know to this bike. Now, I, I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't say a lot of work. I did a muffler shootout. Um, I had some Enzo testing. I think that's why I accumulated so many hours on this bike so fast because I had a lot of companies that wanted to do some testing on this bike. So, you know, the hours kept going up. So, and um, so when I was on stock suspension, we'll get to the Enzo stuff that I've been testing right now uh, in a little bit. But right now, the settings just for stock stuff. The stuff that I've experienced when I've went to several different tracks, I think this is the best setting for anywhere between 160 pound rider to 185 pound guy. So you're gonna wanna set your sag at 104, 105. We were doing like 102 at the beginning in August and just wasn't settling down. So we went to a 104 to 105 sag setting. That's very important, so you guys check that. And then go on your fork height, five millimeters up. So you would think, ah, it's going to make it a little bit twitchier. You know what? It actually drops the bike down a little bit and makes it settle. When I was complaining earlier about how I'm on the gas and then chop the throttle and I get off the gas and I get a little twitch. I get a little bit of unnerving feeling like off throttle. So this helps that. Very, very important. So 105 104 between there. I mean, you're not going to get it, you know, exact, but you, if you're in that ballpark, five millimeter fork height. I went. It's a little soft once it breaks in on the fork. I went two to three stiffer on the fork. Okay, and then the rebound. I went one slower. And honestly, I go back and forth sometimes. Sometimes I go back to stock on the rebound. Sometimes I go a little bit slower. I like my stuff to move um, really slowly and kind of a dead feel. But you guys got to watch out if you guys have a hard pack, square edge, choppy track where you need to speed up your rebound so your suspension moves and sticks to the ground better. So just be aware of where you're at. If you're softer, tackier dirt ruts, you can slow your rebound down. If you're a harder pack, faster type of rider, um, 
Cahia, I'm just referencing off some Southern California tracks, obviously. Not everyone lives here, but Cahia's a sandier base, square edgy, GP guys. So anything hard pack, square edge, you want to speed up your rebound one or two. Just be aware of that. And on the shock, I went actually a quarter turn softer on the high speed just to get more traction and to get that ass in lower coming out of corners when it gets ruddier, choppier, square edgy, just kind of get more traction. So I noticed quite a bit of difference when I went to a, a softer high speed setting. So that's important. And then when I go to low speed compression and rebound, it's basically a preference thing. If you guys are a little heavier, go a little bit stiffer on the on the low speed, two clicks. And like I said, same thing, uh, tackier, ruddier dirt, slow the rebound down. If you're going to have a faster track, square edge, you might want to leave it stock on the rebound or go one quicker. So that's my baseline setting for the suspension. So um, you guys can try to move your stuff around to that and then get back to be at chris at keferingtesting.com and let me know how it works. And like I said, always you guys can hit me up about questions. Do my best to get back to you guys. You know the drill. So so that's the suspension part of it, the stock stuff. Um Going to the Enzo stuff that I've been testing. So Ross is bringing back sub tanks. I ran sub tanks way back in the day, but he has developed some new style sub sub tanks. I don't know the ins and outs of it because Ross is way too Ross is way smarter than I am when it comes to that stuff. Um, but I've been putting time on it. So basically, on on my test bike right now, I have stock valving in both the shock and the fork. But I have the sub tanks on, and also have Enzo's spring perch inside the fork. Okay, there's a little perch inside um, that's different that Ross made up that flows the oil differently. So, just from experience, guys, that I I, I kind of did everything piece by piece one day with Ross from stock. We put one piece on, went out, came back, put another piece on, went out, and uh, the fork. The action, what I can explain to it, and I was talking to Travis Preston the other day about this, is the fork moves a little bit freer. It's not a softer feel. It's more of a, a more supple feeling. And how I, how I can explain to you guys out there, it's I get more front-end traction. It's increased with this perch inside, Enzo's perch, inside of this uh, fork. So when I lean to a corner, I got some brakey bumps coming into a corner, it follows the ground just a little bit better. Now what the sub tanks do that I've noticed, um, on the previous old versions, I didn't notice that much, okay? I was like, yeah, I can feel a little bit on an in stroke, but with this new style Ross has, um, when I over jump something or I, how I can explain it is like when you jump a little long and you're at the end of the transition of the jump and you're kind of at the bottom, you kind of go bam and it's kind of like a quick, you know, bottoming sensation. Well, what these sub tanks do, it kind of at the very end of the stroke, it slows that down and you get more damping feeling than you would with the stock stuff. And also, I feel on the very top of the stroke, it stiffens that up just slightly for me. So when I'm on the gas light on the front end, that front end doesn't kind of deflect as much with the sub tanks as I feel less movement at the very top of the stroke. So I can notice the difference with these two little things with stock valving. Um, I like it a lot. 
I think I've put over, I don't know, 13 hours on that stuff so far. And also on the rear shock, I have the high-speed adjuster that Ross has. I don't notice that much with that stuff, guys. I had that on. I went back-to-back. And if anything, I noticed a little bit um, coming out of a corner, slightly more comfort, maybe a tad. Just that first initial hit, I get a little bit more comfort. So to me, I get more benefit with the fork side than I do with the high-speed um, shock adjuster that he has. But overall, suspension's been great. Stock to this Enzo stuff. If you guys are looking to get some of this Enzo stuff, Ross has it available this month for the fork for your um for the um the perch is available this month and also for the tubes um that you guys want to get for the the canisters you guys want to get for your fork so i don't know the pricing on that stuff yet that's something you guys would have to call enzo about but i'm just giving you some feedback on if it works or not and to me um, i'm going to get my stuff fully valved here pretty soon i'm going to leave that stuff in there because it, it works really well so that's the suspension side of things Let's get to some problem um, areas that I've noticed on this bike. Everything's not uh, pink lemonade and rainbows and cotton candy with this bike, okay? So the air filter design, not a huge fan of. Yes, it's easy to get to. It's easy to flip out. But for me, for the durability of the bike, it's it's kind of, it's, I don't really believe in that system 100%. So if you guys ride with your buddies or you ride off-road it's dusty that that filter gets dirty quick right um if you ride moto not, not so much but if you're getting roosted all that dirt's getting in right through that intake where the shrouds are there's a hole right there on each side where it breathes and you can get sucked you know some dirt in there so the air the stock air filter it does pass some dirt and where I notice where it passes dirt is where the bolt goes through the middle of the filter through the cage. Um, I notice a little bit of passing dirt through there that when I take the filter out, I see it dirty on the other side. And there's some fine dust particles near the backfire screen. That leads me to the backfire screen. Usually, I remove backfire screens out of you know a Honda, um, a Yamaha. I'm leery to do this on this bike because let's say you guys go riding, you go home, you're in the garage, you take the air filter um, cover off, you're going to remove your, your your dirty air filter, you have no backfire screen. Those little fine particles or, or chunks of dirt that when you're taking your air filter off are falling down through your intake boot. I don't like that. So I'm leaving my backfire screen on. Yes. When you do take it out, it does help throttle response a little bit, but I'm looking for durability on this bike, so I'm not too worried about horsepower because this bike has plenty of it. So I'm leaving my backfire screen in. I'm going to a twin air um, filter. They have power filter. They have a power flow kit you know, with no backfire screen, which I have. Um, and at some point, I will try it just for at the very end of its life here before I give it back to Yamaha next year. I'm going to try doing this power flow kit to see if there is um, any more dirt down the the boot. But I, I just know what it does when I take the filter off. I see chunks of dirt hit the backfire screen and not go through because that screen is there. So I know what could happen. But the twin air filter is much better. It doesn't pass dirt. 
um, as quickly as the stock filter. So for a quick fix for you guys out there, just go invest in a few twin air filters. Um, I mean, Uni makes a filter. I, I haven't had experience with Unis, but um, I've had most of my time on twin airs. Very easy. They come pre-oiled. You can just slap them in, or you can just get a regular filter, oil yourself, however you want to do it. I use Maxima FFT when I oil my filters. Very good. Um, so that's something that you guys can look into. But for me, if it was me, I wouldn't mess with um, the air filter backfire screen. I would just leave that sucker in. Also, what I ran into is... Where the clutch arm, um, you're pulling your clutch, you have your clutch arm down below on your engine. It's very close to the battery, um, star, I'm sorry, the starter, the starter motor on the, on the engine. So what happens is, I'm riding along and I was like, oh man, my clutch is dragging, I must have smoked my clutch, which I'm pretty hard on clutches because I drag my clutch a lot instead of Letting off the throttle, I modulate my power with my clutch. So I slip my clutch, I'm getting a little front end high, I just drag my clutch a little bit, it brings the front end down, but that also wears out clutches quicker. So I'm thinking, oh, clutch is dragging, clutch is slipping, it's, you know, the plates must be burnt. Well, I go to change the clutch out, and the plates look pretty good. So I'm like, hmm, not knowing it. You know, it's bikes washed, everything. Well, it comes to find out that there's a, a little rock or whatever, debris, rock, dirt, that get, can get stuck in between the clutch arm and where the starter motor is on the engine. If you guys look up in there, it's not a lot of room. I mean, there's enough clearance, obviously, for the arm, but if there's something that gets jammed in there, such as a rock, your arm will not go all the way back. So your clutch is kind of engaged, slipping, the whole time and you guys won't even really see it because it's kind of tucked away back and I mean I didn't see it for the longest time so that's just something to look out for it's not really a huge issue but if you guys experience like man my clutch is dragging a lot right now or I feel it slipping just go look in there um, in your engine and see if there's a rock or something next to your arm that could be causing it to engage so just be on the lookout for that. It's really a simple fix. It's not nothing huge, but just be aware of that, you know, because, uh, or you'll be doing what I'm doing, ripping off your clutch cover and putting a new clutch in and find out your clutch is not smoked. So, um, been running VPT4E. You guys been, you know, hearing this for a while. I've been doing this podcast six months now almost, and I've been running VPT4E along with Travis Preston's map in this bike. It's been very good. I've had no decel popping issues with the 2018, unlike the 17, where I did get a lot of decel pop, um, especially when you go to an aftermarket muffler. Um, you have more of a an open rear muffler design, less back pressure. I got a lot of decel pop on a 17, but so far the 18's been very good. The fuel, uh, it's not even up on VP's website. But you can find it. Whoever sells VP, the guys should know about it. And if they don't, just tell them to call VP. It is available. It is out there. So I like this gas. It gives more throttle response. It makes it pull a little bit better in the mid-range. And it's a clean burning fuel. Our fuel is shitty out here in California. So I just believe in that fuel more. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive. Not much, actually. So it's not like 
Pro Six, where it's three hundred dollars or two hundred bucks for a five gallon pail. So um, you're going to spend money on a ten thousand dollar bike. It wouldn't hurt to buy some good fuel for it. You guys can try it. Just try a five gallon pail of it and see if you like it. And if you don't notice much difference, then go back to your pump gas. But for me, I believe that you guys, you guys out there, will try it. You'll like it, and it'll make your bike run a little bit better. Like I said, I ran Travis Preston's map. That's what they're calling it. Obviously, Travis and the guys over there, the engineers um, over there, developed it. But since Travis is a big name, I'm going to call it Travis Preston map. But uh, it is good. I do have it here. Uh, when uh, Apple updated their your your phones, they have a new update. It, it sucked for a little bit because I could just text you guys. Um, the map and you could directly put it in there from what I hear that is back so if, if someone has a map um, that they have they can just directly text that file to your phone obviously if you're Apple user and you can load it right into your bike right away that's super easy to do I did that with Travis it was easy and then they had an update which you couldn't do it and now they had another update now it's back you can do this so um, you guys want that map, hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you the map. That map uh, provides a little bit more bottom to mid-range pull. Slightly less top-end pull. But to me, where this bike is, where it needs it chassis-wise and engine-wise, is better. So when I get a little bit more pulling power and torque out of this bike via this map, the bike corners better to me. Like I can roll roll my throttle on sooner. I can get into corners a little bit better. Um, the stock map is is good, but it's a little bit jerky, herky jerky. Like so, I want a little bit of a linear power, but more of that. So this is what this map does. I've tried it with several guys. I you know passed it on. Everyone that tries it really likes it. So um, I hear Yamaha will put that up on their website soon if they already haven't. Um, just look for Travis Preston's map, and I'm sure that's that's the same one I've been using. If not, hit me up on my email, and I'll give it over to you guys. I went through two clutches. Like I said, I'm a clutch dragger guy. Um, but that is way better, so much better than the 17. I went through clutches every 8 to 10 hours on a 2017. I'm up to 50 hours, and I've only gone through two clutches. So for those of you guys out there going, oh, my God, you know, that's a lot. That's not a lot for me. So that is very good. For the average guy, I maybe you probably wouldn't even put a clutch in yet, maybe just one at 50 hours. So very, very good. Better clutch life for the 2018. I use OEM clutches. Yamaha sells a kit. Just go to your dealer, get the kit. It's 140 bucks or whatever. I know I went and bought mine at John Burr, um, and I got like a discount. It was a hundred bucks for springs, fibers, steels, and the gasket for your clutch cover. Easy to do at 50 hours. Wouldn't hurt to throw a clutch in because I listen to some of you guys out there um, riding, and you guys don't even know your clutch is dragging, but I can hear it. So it's amazing when you put a new clutch in how much power you get back. <laughs> so just be aware that your clutch will burn over time. Oil, I use 1040. I don't use synthetics. This is a this is a debate with everyone. It's a, it's a preference thing. I just use a Maxima Premium 4 1040. 
No synthetics to me. I've had bad luck with synthetics that makes my clutch slip. So that's up to you guys. That's more preference thing. Like that's what I use. So you guys can use whatever you want. Don't email me and ask me what oil to run because that's what I'll tell you. And uh, I I just feel like that is a better oil for uh, how I ride. So um, just like religion and politics and oil, <laughs> it's all a preference thing. So um, so there you go. I do notice that um, this bike eats chain sliders a little bit more. The stock chain, of course, you know, it's not a big deal. You guys get aftermarket chains, blah, 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 blah. But I just want to let you guys know for the guys using stock stuff. Chain doesn't last very long. I maybe get eight hours out of the chain until it's roached. Chain sliders, stock chain sliders, I get 10 to 12 hours until the chain slider is almost all the way through. The chain guide is a little bit better. Um, it doesn't get eight as bad as the slider, but I do change those when I do change all the slide and glide part, parts. So uh, look at your chain sliders, look at your chain guide. That actually helps a lot. You know, you think it wouldn't help with engine power feeling, but it does. Once you get eight up, you get a little bit more friction. You get drag. You're going to eat up your swing arm. Your chain could break. So just look at those parts and really pay attention to that stuff because that stuff matters. Um, we talked about the Enzo stuff. I have that on my list. So I'm just crossing things out as we talk. Pro Taper. Man, I didn't think you guys uh, are, you guys out there are really, really, really confused about bar bars. I get emails a lot about which bar do this with that. To me, like I've always said, if you're if you're a taller rider, get the height at your bar mount. So, if you guys are using you know stock bar mounts, using someone else's clamps slash bars, get the height. Through the bar mount, if, if the manufacturer comes with one bar mount, sometimes they'll give you spacers to add to your bar mount. Get that height through that, so add a spacer to your bar mount, and then run a lower, flatter handlebar, okay? That way, when you go into corners, you don't got ape hangers coming into the corners and your body positioning's off. So I run a Pro Taper um, Evo. I don't run the Contour. I run the Evo. SX race bend and that is the closest bend if not is the bend um, that the stock Yamaha comes with I like the stock Yamaha bend bar I just want a little bit more flex and the Evo does that for me so um, you can look into the SX race pro taper Evo bar if you're going to a rental they have fat bars I'm not a big fan of a twin wall bar on this bike um, a little bit rigid for me, but fat bar is pretty good. I do like that. I just still feel like the Evo bar flexes a little bit more, and I like that bar band the best. So Evo Supercross Race. It'll say SX Race on there. Um, I want to make note of the stock Yamaha wheels. Compared to the 2017, the stock Yamaha wheels are um, the 2018 wheels are very good. I'm I'm pretty bad on wheels. I dent the shit out of those things a lot and they've lasted a long time 50 hours on let's see yeah i'd say yeah 50 hours and a little bit a little bit change on that because i did some extra stuff with yamaha and i, I brought my wheels just to test this part for these wheels and uh they've lasted so pretty true 
Um, I use the Fast Company uh, torque wrench. Um, I keep my wheels true with that. But yeah, just for you guys out there knowing that, hey, what about the new wheels? They're pretty. They're pretty good. They're, they last a long time. Um, I'm gonna run stock wheels until they're until they're blown out. But at 50 hours right now, they're they're pretty good. So um, kudos to Yamaha for making their wheels a little bit better because the 17s they were jacked in about six hours. All right. So this is another. I'm taking a deep breath here. I just got back from a, a cycle road bike ride and I'm still kind of tired. Um, a, lot, a big problem that you guys do not like, and I'm with you, is the seat on this new bike. I complained about hitting the fuel tank on the edges when I charge into corners or you got some tacky ruts and you really get deep into a corner, you can feel that tank, which you might mistake for a seat base, but from what I've gathered, it is the tank, because the tank kind of goes under the seat just a little bit. So I tested a, a firmer seat foam you guys can go to think technology or you can go to guts and uh, to me people think oh i need a taller foam to kind of flatten that seat out i won't hit you know the gas tank i just tried a stock height foam but a firmer foam dude it was so much better it made the bike feel a lot better when you're sitting on it when you're charging the corners it's it's a day and night difference for me so for those of you who have that problem where you feel like your seat is breaking down, which it will after about 15 to 20 hours, it will get soft, especially washing it, riding it, it will break down. Try a firmer standard height foam, and it really makes that bike feel better um, when you're coming in the corner, sitting on it, and you won't hit that base, it won't move as much. I like a firmer feel. Yes, it, your butt will get a little bit more worked so i like to say but you'll get used to it kind of just like road cycling where your ass hurts for a little bit till you get used to riding a bicycle same thing um get a standard height you know firmer foam just go one step firmer i know some of these guys offer extra extra firm but just go a little bit firmer and um i think you guys would like it travis is six two six three and he doesn't even go to a uh, a taller foam. He just uses a standard foam with a little bit firmer um, of a feel, and uh, you guys will like it. So that's basically what the living with so far at the 50-hour mark of the Yamaha YZ450F is. Um, Engine-wise, been very, very durable. I change my oil every every other ride. I'm pretty religious with that. So. For those of you guys ask me how often I change my oil, man, I change it every other ride. I change a oil filter uh, every two rides. So it's just cheap insurance, guys. Spend the money on the oil, get a case, change the shit out of it, and I think your Yamaha is going to last a long time. There is exceptions to rules. Of course, I see shit on the internet. Oh, my buddy's frame broke or my motor's blew up. Dude, I ride the shit out of this Yamaha, and I ride pretty hard, and I've had no problems with it. And the good news about a Yamaha is, at a 50-hour mark, some other bikes, you know, that you ride, feel roached at 50 hours. The Yamaha doesn't feel like it's loose and roached feeling. It still feels pretty damn good. So that's one thing I do like. It's just always solid. And Yamaha's been a solid, durable bike for many years. So, and it corners better. So for those of you guys tripping out, like, I can't feel the corner, I need to change the clamp. No, you don't. Your technique, look at your technique. 
Check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know? Don't let me rap on here. I'm not the seven deuce deuce, but seriously, check your 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 style, check your technique. Roll your corners better. This thing does corner very well. Put your fork up five millimeters. Yes, it's not a Honda. It's not going to corner underneath a Honda. Or for that matter, maybe even Suzuki. The Suzuki still corners pretty good. But it corners very good. And it's stable. So do the settings that I've tried here. I mean, this is why I do all this stuff, right? Because I put time on it. Let me help you guys do that. Work on your technique. And this Yamaha corners just fine. So... I'll get back to you guys at the 75-hour mark on this. Um, I got a living with pod with the Honda CRF450R. And hopefully, Husky's going to give me a bike. I'm going to get a FC450 and do a living with pod on that thing. So for those Husky guys out there, I got you. I'm coming for you. Just give me some time. It's December, so hopefully by February we'll have that up. And next week we'll be back, hopefully, with the... 2018 gear shootout holy shit it's a lot of gear and a lot of riding so a lot of information for you guys out there i appreciate you guys listening to this as always support the sponsors help me out um i appreciate it um spread the word tell your buddies that are dirt bike fanatics that they want to know some information and laugh a little bit and and just enjoy 30 to 45 minutes of information while he's driving Kiefer tested podcast it's a good time I love doing this stuff for you guys, and I love riding dirt bikes, and I love giving you guys the information. If you see me at a track, come say hi. you have any questions, feel free. You see Heather at the track, ask her. She'll guide you over to me. You see Aiden at a track, and he's being mean. You tell me, and I'm going to kick his butt. So that's how we roll, the Kiefer family. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next week with uh, Gear Shootout. And like I said, any questions, hit me up. See y'all.